listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels. Today, we're going to be diving into exactly how can you have your cake and eat it too, all while feeling amazing. I'm going live today with Susan O'Brien, who was introduced to a local raw foods chef. Guess where? On the island of Maui. Yeah? She was blown away by how this innovative approach to food preparation using only plant-based ingredients could greatly benefit the body. She helped birth Hail Mary, which is a company that has been founded on clean desserts made from raw ingredients. It is amazing. We're going to be diving into exactly the differences of consuming foods as close to their natural state as possible without overprocessing or adding preservatives, fillers, and synthetic dyes. So do you do an all raw diet? I'm curious. I did. I trained as a raw food chef and I was 100% raw, but only for six months. It just was not sustainable for me. Yeah. And then I realized I felt better when I had animal products. And I mean, I really missed cheese. I missed yogurt. I missed certain things. Probably miss a warm meal, right? It's hard to just continuously eat cold (laughs) food. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was getting too skinny and I'm already a, have a thin frame. So too skinny is not healthy looking, but there were these huge takeaways from studying as a raw food chef. And it was these fats, these healing raw fats was the big light bulb aha moment for me that sort of inspired the brand and inspired this, this way of looking at indulging in a different lens that fats are actually good for you if they're raw and they're good quality fats and they're from the appropriate sources, that they can be life-giving and not life-depleting. And because back in the day, that was like 2005, right? We were all counting fat grams and we were eating snack wells that are zero fat. We were spiking our sugar, spiking our carb intake. And the French have always known it for a long time, right? When you combine fat with sugar it slows the absorption of sugar into the bloodstream. And so there were all these recipes that I was experimenting with in the raw food, very similar to the products that are on the market today for Hail Mary, that just blew my mind away with the the way that the fat gave it this luxurious mouthfeel. We like to say that we're luxuriously delicious, A, because we use premium ingredients. We sweeten with premium organic maple syrup, which is in my opinion, the the superior sweetener that you can find that nature provides that also adds magnesium, potassium, manganese, and all the natural vitamins that help you absorb and assimilate sugar. And all of that was void from all of the cane sugars and all of the overly processed sugars. So there was all these really exciting takeaways from the raw food movement that allowed me to create this brand 
and really challenge the way we indulge and give, say, and I, you know, with it's guilt-free, right? You can have your cake sort of and eat it too. You can really enjoy indulging and it doesn't have to be taboo and it can be healthy. It can be like a part of your daily routine that's actually energizing and life-giving. It's not just bad for you and if you have their shame around indulging. For sure. It's a functional food that can help you. And so I think a lot of us have this preconceived notion around desserts that like it is indulgent. It's bad for you. It's going to make you gain weight and all these things. And we have to educate people and make them aware of like what's really inside of most of the desserts they're eating and why Hail Mary is so superior and different and can actually be good for you in order for them to trust that it can help them because they're going to be staring at the nutrition facts and they're going to be staring at the fact that it, you know, resembles a dessert and tastes like a dessert. So it can't possibly be good for them. We're talking about the fats and I'd love to get into that a little bit more because so many people tell me all the time, I can't believe that could be clean, or I can't believe you're saying we can eat this. I can't believe that your clients are losing weight and losing inflammation, and they're eating all these fats. I'm so terrified of my fats. And fats is what makes the food feel, I mean, taste so good. So why do you think we even got into this fat worry war, meaning Do you know why the fats were removed from the food in the 70s, 80s, and why people are so worried about fats? Well, I think it was for coronary heart disease was a big problem in America. And it was the the type of fat that Americans were consuming, specifically in the 70s when they were doing these studies. And it's from animal fat, right? It's from eating too much animal fat. And the big aha also is that sugar in large quantities in the form of Coke or in the form of these soft drinks can also lead to coronary problems. So it was really the type of fat that people were eating. And so then then all fat became bad for you, right? All of it became bad. And then everybody was like, well, if you eat fat, it makes you fat. So just fat is just bad for you, right? And it's really the type of fat that that is really important. And animal fat and plant-based fats are very, very different. Plant-based fats can actually help lower your cholesterol levels, like monounsaturated fats. It's widely known, which it really wasn't back in the 80s and the 90s that monounsaturated fats could actually be heart healthy. I mean, it wasn't until maybe eight years ago that planters' peanuts could put heart healthy on their label right? I mean, think about that. It was just like seven years ago that you could claim nuts were heart healthy and put it on a label. So things like coconut oil is energizing and almond flour, almond butter, nuts are actually, you know, help with lowering cholesterol levels in your body and can be really beneficial to the body as opposed to animal fats. And some people, their cholesterol levels are, and I'm no doctor, so please forgive me, but you know, if I misspeak on anything, but cholesterol levels are, you know, they're different for every person. Somebody can assimilate and make cholesterol, like our bodies make cholesterol 
and our every cell in our body is actually encapsulated with cholesterol. So you have to have it in your diet and your, your body needs it. But sometimes some people don't have the ability to flush it out of their system. Yeah, in the foods. Right. So you and I might be able to eat a steak once a week and not have any problem, whereas somebody else can eat one once a month and it's a problem. So it's different for everybody. But coconut oil is really just this fantastic oil that also gives this luxurious mouthfeel to our products and is energizing. Your body assimilates it as if it was a carb rather than storing as fat, which is just was like really exciting to me. I read this book called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill by Uda Erasmus. And Udo's, if you know the brand Udo's, do you know that brand? Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote this book before he created his line of oils, which you find in the refrigerator, right? Udo's oils, which are omegas, three, sixes, and nines. When he came out with his line of products was right about the time when I came out with Hail Mary. And we were all learning about the threes, the sixes, and the nines, the monounsaturated, the polyunsaturated, and the differences in the, you know, the life-giving properties of some as opposed to others. You know, the polyunsaturated oils go rancid very, very quickly and at temperatures over 220, right? So the big takeaway from the raw food movement was these fats in the form of raw almonds, raw almond flour, and coconut oil taste fresh when they're raw. They have a bouquet that smells fresh and they just give the Hail Mary products and anything that's raw, this freshness that oils that have been baked do not. And it's very similar to like a raw nut or a roasted nut, right? Mm -hmm. It's the most basic way you can explain it. Just from an experience and a flavor perspective, right? A raw nut tastes sweeter, smells sweet. And sometimes I can always tell, like uh, if you open up a, like a salad dressing and the, the lid is sticky, yeah, right? That's the rancid oil, the polyunsaturated bad seed oils that have gone rancid. And I don't know if you've, sometimes if you eat a roasted nut, it will leave some of the rancid oil on your tongue and it kind of, it's sticky irritates it. Yeah. So that is what you're ingesting when you're eating baked oils, sunflower, safflower oil. And they, let's say it's in a salad dressing or something, and it's been on the shelf for, they have shelf life. You know, our products only have a 120 day shelf life. Salad dressing, it's got canola oil or safflower oil in it, which is so prolific throughout the grocery store, right? And it has a shelf life of a year or longer. Oh, it's so bad. Think about how rancid that oil is. To begin with, that oil has been deodorized and heated at very high temperatures to extract. There's been solvents used to extract that oil. And so what I described, how that you feel that stickiness on your tongue, right? That's what you're putting into your body. And it can cause inflammation, joint pain, arthritis, all these. And you talk about it as long I know you talk about it all the, the time. The list goes on and on. I know. Every time I want to make a post, I'm like, all right, who, what symptom do I want to talk about? And it's like, just the symptoms go on and on. There's a library of symptoms. 
So let's jump into the power implants in Hail Mary desserts. For everyone listening, they make tarts, they make cups, which is kind of like your peanut butter cup, your nut butter cup. And also I saw cookie dough, right? Yes. Okay. So what I love to do here is clearly give people swaps. So what are people, what kind of cookie dough mix are people buying cookie dough? I mean, I know my kids even run to it is the Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. Uh They find it at every grocery store. And if we dive into these ingredients, it's wheat flour, it's sugar, it's brown sugar. The fourth ingredient is soybean oil. So just right there, I'm stopping. There's another like 15 ingredients that we can go on, but it's like, okay, this is what's making up the most of this product. And like we said, the soybean oil, just reading that right there indicates this product is trash. This is going to work against you. This is going to not be a healing thing. It's going to be more of a um, an assault to your body. Absolutely. And so the soybean oil is highly inflammatory, just like you were talking about the omega-3, 6s, and 9s. The way they process soybean oil, it's probably GMO, making that assumption as well, which can alter your gut microbiome, but it's high in omega-6s, which promotes inflammation. That's just for the oil. That's not for the horrible sugars, the horrible wheat flour, things like that. So if you take a look at Hail Mary's, the ingredients, they're so fresh that number one, they have to stay chilled, right? They must be kept refrigerated, which by the way, I just built out this kind of like snack room, bar room, drink room next to my living room. Yeah. I got these refrigerated drawers and they're all stacked with Hail Mary snacks that way. Cause I, I think it's so great. They don't make a mess and they're easy. You can just eat it with your hands. So it's like, all right, when people are over and they're watching a football game and are watching a movie, I'm like, go in there, grab you a snack. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's got all the things. Well, we like to say that our, our cookie dough, you don't have to eat with a spoon. And okay. our cookie dough is, um, it's poppable and it's also dehydrated. So it has some form to it, right? And this is, this goes back to the old raw food days, right? Like they were called macaroons, which was a big new way of eating cookies. So we dehydrate at 118 degrees, which again, won't denature the almond flour and take that up to that temperature where it starts to oxidize the, the almond flour and then ha- give it that rancidity. So we, we make a dough with almond flour and co- shredded coconut, which is really good for r- great source of fiber and it gives it flavor and texture. We sweeten with maple syrup, again, organic maple syrup, which is far superior tasting and has all the vitamins and minerals. We use a little bit of sea salt and then almond flour is really the base of the cookie dough, raw almond flour. And we use, the shell is removed, so it's blanched almond flour. So you don't have the lectin on the shell, you know, the like the shell, the lectins are removed. So it gives it a more uh, refined sort of texture also with the skin removed. And then we, we just dehydrate it for like two or three hours, depending on the humidity in the air of the day, it all kind of varies, but yeah, so it just gets dehydrated. So it, we dehydrate it just long enough where it can form, but it's still soft in the center. And the best way I think to eat the cookie dough is to let it sit at room temperature for a little bit and let them soften up so that they really do feel like a 
like really soft like a dough. Yeah, for sure. Pull them out a few minutes before your guests are coming over or before the kids are going to come downstairs and grab a snack. So there's no butter in them. Like our chocolate chip cookie dough bites are my absolute favorite thing that we make. And I tried to assimilate what that buttery flavor is that you get from a real chocolate chip cookie. So I had, you know, with the maple syrup and the salt, I tried to get that perfect balance so that it kind of has a little bit of a buttery top note to it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think a, a baked chocolate chip cookie made with real butter that has a little bit of burn to it is super duper yummy. Um, and it's hard to turn those down if they're ever put in front of me. But, <laughs> but on the daily, if you're snacking daily, right, if you want something that's that's healthy and something that you can give your kids and it's something that's more of a, a routine. For sure. Right. And so uh, a lot of people ask me, Jen, what's a clean chocolate chip? I'm always like, you can make, when you're making your, you know, when you're looking at chocolate chips or you're baking with chocolate chips or you're trying to melt chocolate chips, you want to choose clean chocolate chips. Absolutely. I would imagine we're going to have the same answer, but I'd like to hear yours first. What qualifies like the chocolate chips that you're using in your product? They're vegan. Yep. First of all. So dairy free. Yeah. And they're simple. There's, I think there's like three ingredients in there Uh huh. and there's no oils, no bad oils that are part of the chocolate chip. Yeah. It's just cocoa and I think cocoa liqueur mm-hmm. and yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much what I say too, is like, listen, when you're looking at chocolate chips, you want to make sure it's dairy free because you are what your cow eats and they're not feeding the cows good things. They're feeding them inflammatory things that causes inflammation for you. The other thing is that a lot of these chocolate chips have soy lecithin in it. And soy is a huge allergen. It's something that disrupts your gut. If you just eliminate it, you'll feel so much better. And then, like you said, there's a lot of oils or also preservatives. So choosing a chocolate chip without those things, you're only going to find ones that have like three simple ingredients. Yeah. We do have cane sugar in our chocolate chips. It's nearly impossible to find it is. chocolate chips. They don't have sugar, but they're non-GMO cane sugar. But yes, the soy lecithin, all lecithins and emulsifiers have been the greatest challenge for me and my partners with Hail Mary, creating Hail Mary, stable, not using any preservatives or stabilizers, soy lecithin, anything like that. All stabilizers and emulsifiers contain corn or soy or some derivative that's an allergen that we do not allow. It's part of our guardrails not to allow. And it's been challenging. I mean, our if we were to move on to the cups, the cups have this ganache, this coconut oil ganache, very much like the French make ganache with heavy cream. We use coconut oil instead of heavy cream to make a ganache. And to stabilize that ganache, naturally, coconut oil hardens at 76 degrees. So it has its own ability to stabilize, which is kind of cool. But then when you mix in cashew cream or you mix in lemon juice or you mix in maple syrup or cocoa powder, then once you introduce water, it instantly wants to separate right? So that's what an emulsifier will do, right? That's what salad dressing, it binds it together. So we've used a lot of blood, sweat, tear, food science, you know, failure after failure to finally get the, the ganache to suspend without the use of stabilizers. And it's, 
it's not been easy. <laughs> I can't imagine. So kudos to you, really. To be quite honest, it's only been in the last couple of years that we've just perfected it after 15 years. And there have been a few bad batches out there, but we've perfected it now. And it's it's been very challenging to do, but we, we're still committed to it, right? Any other new product that we develop will never have preservatives, emulsifiers, lecithins, anything like that. I love it. So let's dive into your situ- your cups. I see you have key lime pie, Meyer lemon, sweet potato, chocolate almond butter, chocolate peanut butter, dark chocolate, and dark chocolate espresso. Yes. What was kind of your motive for creating these? Because I would say, I mean, if we got to compare them to something, yeah, we're going to compare them to like a big grandma's pie. Yeah. I think that's a fair comparison. A key lime pie, right? Yes, something like that. Otherwise, we can, I guess, compare them to like a Reese's peanut butter cup. But this is going to be highly more wholesome goodness slash taste way more fresh as opposed to like hard plastic tasting Reese's cup. But what was your inspiration to create that? Well, it is Halloween time. So we could talk about the um, the almond butter cup and the peanut butter cup and the impetus for creating those. And it really, there were recipes that I was emulating in the raw food movement where they would make these tarts. And they would press out, you know, the almond flour as the crust using some coconut oil to give it so that you could press it in place of what people would usually use, shortening or butter. And then there was a chocolate recipe that I would make over and over for all my friends. And it was, it was really mind blowing. I mean, the, the experience that the luxurious experience that this tart offered. And then it dawned on me that let's, let's add a layer of almond butter in there to give it even more protein. Because when I was growing up, the Reese's peanut butter cup was my favorite candy. And I I loved it. I, I think the reason I loved it so much is because it wasn't as sweet and it had that saltiness to it. Right. So we went about making the first, we came up with almond butter because almonds, a lot of people, when they go on a fast, Almond butter seems to be the the first thing you eat after you when you're breaking a fast. And almonds were kind of kind of the elevated experience from a peanut butter cup. So we started with almonds. And it had to be vegan, right? So no milk, no milk solids, 100 percent sweetened with maple syrup. There are a lot of brands out there that have maple syrup in their ingredient label, but they they cut it with dates or tapioca syrup or brown rice syrup. They get they get a little bit of credit for the maple syrup, but then they water it down with all the lesser low margin ingredients. So what we ended up creating was an almond butter cup that's 60% less sugar than Reese's. And we're 50% less sugar than Justin's. And it's only five ingredients, which is pretty phenomenal. Simple. It's real simple. Yeah. It's really, really simple. And to think that there's only four grams of, of net carbs, only three and a half grams of sugar per cup was the goal, right? Because I, like I said, I didn't, the reason I gravitated towards creating this almond butter cup is because I don't like things to taste too sweet. And I specifically designed the, with my partner, the, the crust to have salt in it. And sometimes the crust can be, well, when my mother made pie, the crust never had any sugar in it. It was what tempered the the filling, right? 
So that's what I wanted to recreate these cups to taste like, right? So if you eat a if you eat a Reese's peanut butter cup or a Justin's peanut butter cup, it's surrounded in chocolate. All it's all chocolate. Same flavor from start to finish. It's just sugar. It's just a sugar bomb. Sugar. Yep. And you crash. I bought one of those level things that check that monitor your sugar. Your like monitor your blood sugar. Yeah, glucose monitor. Glucose monitor. I bought one of the levels because I really wanted to eat our products and see how my body responded. And there's no sugar crash at all. Like zero after you eat an almond butter cup or a peanut butter cup. It's the good fats. It is. And it's the good sugars. It's the good sugar. And it's the, you know, I don't put too much sugar in the recipe to begin with. And then our peanut butter cup, I feel pretty confident saying this. We were one of the very first companies to come out with a vegan milk chocolate. And so we... We make a cashew cream instead of a milk solid, which is what is used by Justin's and Reese's to achieve the milk chocolate. I mean, chocolate is dark. Milk chocolate, you have to add milk solids to it to lighten it up or something to lighten it up. And so we we make a cashew cream and then add that to the ganache to lighten it up. So the, the, the peanut butter cups are milk chocolate. The almond butter cups are dark chocolate. Yeah. Love it. So great. So tell me, um, Susan, a little bit about your background. How did you get here making all raw foods? Well, I actually trained as a designer. (laughs) I worked for a commercial architecture firm, several for like 15 years. I went to UT, got an interior design degree and immediately went out and was a space planner and an interior designer. And then after I had our our first child, I decided that I didn't want to go back to working in an architectural firm. I wanted to work from home and create my own, like you did. I wanted to be close to my children and be a part of their lives and not be at an office all day long where I could have some control over my mom time as well as my professional life. And so I decided to go to what really inspired me, which was eating foods that help your body perform and help you feel good. And I, my mother was an amazing cook. And so I've always been surrounded by food. So I went back to what I love. At the end of that design career, I was, I designed clinical laboratories. (laughs) So I wasn't doing fancy living spaces. I was designing laboratories for, for pathologists all over the city and uh, many like MD Anderson and uh, Methodist hospital hospitals all over Dallas. And so the technical side of food science was sort of intrinsic to my being. So then I went and trained as a raw food chef and thought, well, I'll just build a, a raw food kitchen. I'll take some of the training from, from my design background and I partnered with a woman who was a food scientist. And so together with two other women, we, we set out and we built a commercial kitchen. And I sort of brought my training to the, and design skills to the table. They brought their big food backgrounds and food science and development backgrounds to the table. And the three of us created Hail Mary together along with my husband, who served as our chairman and CEO. 
That's great. So raising your kids, it sounds like you started this when your first one was born. Did you, were you concerned about their diet or instilling them, you know, eating more healthy things from the get-go? Oh, for sure. I was that mom. Okay. Yeah. I was that mom. Now that they're older, how's that panning out? I'm curious as a mom with kids middle-aged or not mid, they're definitely not middle-aged. They're a middle-aged kid. They're 10 and 12. They are very conscious of what they eat. And it wasn't always a thing every day, you know, with persistence, but they were raised by a mother who wouldn't allow food dye. I was the mom at the soccer games with out food dye in the cupcakes. And when the cupcakes with all the food dye would come onto the field, it would wig me out a little bit. I wasn't mean about it, but I was usually the one bringing the, the healthier snacks. And we had one child who has a dairy intolerance. And so intolerances are real. My father fought, he was diabetic and I would always experiment with these new sugars, you know, like these erythritol and xylitol. And I would try to make things for him using those products. This was years and years and years ago. And I learned early on that those fake sugars are bad for you and cause bloating and gas. And it never, even though he was diabetic and he was always, he had such a sweet tooth. I learned early on that those type of sugars were not healthy, even though that they are low calorie. And, you know, the Cleveland Clinic just recently did a, produced a report about erythritol. So like anything in excess is bad, but we really pride ourselves on the, the clean natural sugar that we use in our products. For sure. You can recognize it. Everyone knows maple syrup, right? It comes from the tree. It's good for you. So, okay. So where people always ask me, where do I find Hail Hail Mary? Where do I find it? And I always tell people, go to Google and type in Hail Mary store locator. Then it's going to open up the Hail Mary snacks website. And then what you do is you just type in your zip code and it's going to show you all the groceries nearby to get to. Yes. Are there other ways? You could go to Instacart and they just went public. Like what a brilliant business model. So they will tell you where Hail Mary is sold in your area and you can buy from Instacart, but you could also learn from their Google search and their platform where Hail Mary is sold. And then oftentimes if you go to your retailer and ask them to bring in the Hail Mary, or if there's a flavor that they're not carrying that maybe they used to carry. I always like to say that the customer is queen because they really are. You have the consumer has all the power at the shelf. Whatever the consumer wants is what the retailers will bring in if you're persistent enough about it. Yeah. You can fill out a product request form that is called. Yes. And we're getting ready to add that to our website, actually, where you can go and request We'll be adding that next week. There's a form that you can fill out. Beautiful. So if you're looking for energizing MCTs, heart-healthy fats, low-sugar, low-carb, superfood ingredients, organic virgin coconut oil, and don't want those inflammatory ingredients such as dairy, eggs, soy, grains, preservatives, sugar, alcohols, emulsifiers, bad oils, then Hail Mary Snacks is for you. I appreciate you, Susan, so much for joining me this morning and spreading a little bit more sweetness and goodness into everyone's lives. And thank you. Yeah, everyone go check them out on social media, Hail Mary, also their website, hailmary.com, which all will be linked beneath the podcast. 
Thank you. And thank you, Jen, for inspiring me continuously. I learn from you all the time and I appreciate you. Well, thank you. Now I'm going to go edit some, edit some more content and post away today, Susan, just for that. So thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Hold up. 